Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Hebrews chapter 6. The heading reads, Let us go on to perfection. Sons of perdition crucify Christ afresh. God swears with an oath that the faithful shall be saved. Verse 1, Therefore, not leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. The doctrine of Christ is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism, receiving the Holy Ghost, and enduring in righteousness to the end. Verse 2, Of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Baptisms of water and of the Spirit. Joseph Smith said that the plural term baptisms of this in this passage had reference to baptism for the living and baptism for the dead and rebaptism. He also said the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment are necessary to preach among the first principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oftentimes we think of the gospel as being just uh, faith, repentance, baptism, gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. But here he's also mentioning that judgment is also a necessary part of our preaching. Uh, That has to do with our resurrection and life after death. Verse 3, And we will go on unto perfection, if God permit. For he he hath made it impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to be renewed again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. Joseph Ealing Smith said, these, are, these who are to be so severely punished must first have the t- testimony of the gospel, and by the power of the Holy Ghost know that Jesus is the Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Afterwards, if they sin and openly and willfully turn against the truth and deny Christ, they assent unto his death, and this is equivalent to crucifying him again and the shedding of innocent blood, and they put him to open shame. Joseph Smith said, According to the scripture, if men have received the good word of God and tasted of the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, it is impossible to renew them again, seeing they have crucified the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. The power of Elijah cannot seal against this sin, for this is a a reserve made in the seals and power of the priesthood. Verse 7, For the day cometh that the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meat for them who, who dwelleth thereon, by whom it is dressed, who now receiveth blessings from God's from God, shall be cleansed with fire. For that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose therefore they who bring not forth good fruits shall be cast into the fire, for their end is to be burned. The herbs and briars analogy is akin to the sheep and the goats. The sheep will be found righteous and inherit a place at the right hand of Christ at the final judgment. The goats will be found unworthy except to be burned. The herbs are the sheep. They will be be redeemed and inherit one of three glorious kingdoms. The briars are the sons of perdition who are the only ones who shall not be redeemed in the due time of the Lord. 
Verse 9, But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous, therefore he will not forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Neil Maxwell said, Is it any wonder, then, if if in his plan our faith and patience are regularly tried? Paul confirms that those who inherit the promises are those who have triumphed through faith and patience. Abraham obtained the promise, but only after he had patiently endured. Long-suffering, endurance, and patience are designed to be constant companions, as are faith, hope, and charity. While a person is thinking his way through his particular hesitations or reservations about faith, he might ask, Does God really know what I am passing through? The answer is yes, he knows. Verse 13, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear... By no greater he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after we had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. In other words, his calling election was made sure. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. God swore a dual oath, that is, twice in the same promise he swore in his own name that Abraham and his seed should be blessed. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor to the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Elder Maxwell said, Having ultimate hope does not mean we always will be rescued from proximate problems, but we will be rescued from everlasting death. Verse 20, Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Elder McConkie said, As the high priest in Israel passed through the veil into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement, as part of the cleansing rites which freed Israel from sin, so Jesus has entered into heaven to prepare the way for those who, through obedience to his laws, become clean and pure. Anyway, that's the end, and we'll see you next time. Bye.